You're listening to podcast audio from Radiant Church, located in Bay City, Michigan. For more information on Radiant Church, you can check us out on www.radiantbc.com or follow us on social media at Radiant Bay City. All right, let's clap our hands this morning. Hey, if you're new to Radiant Church, welcome. My name is Marco. I am the lead pastor here. Thank you for making Radiant a part of your weekend. Today is a different weekend, and I told you this last week to anticipate something different. This is not a typical Sunday morning message, but I wanted to take some time as a church family to celebrate everything God has done and then to look forward to what he has in our future. Hey, can we just thank and honor James and Beth Dupree who produced that video for us here? I love that couple. Honor them. We're so grateful that they are with us here. We have some incredible people as a part of our team. And again, I'm just so So honored to have them with us and what they do and bring to the table. Well, let's just continue this celebration, church. I want to show you some numbers that we can all praise God for. And the first one is, of course, uh, salvations over the past five and a half years. 301 people have given their lives over to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. They've surrendered to him, had their lives changed. Over 50 kids have been dedicated to the Lord. Now, listen. We don't believe that dedication saves a child. That's not our theology here. Rather, what we see in dedication is this. It's actually, it's a commitment on the parents' part to first dedicate their own lives to Jesus and then raise their kids in a way that will honor God. So listen, that number represents over 50 couples, over 50 families making a a declaration that they would honor God in the raising of their children. Then we, of course, have uh, 60 baptisms, which, of course, we, we celebrated some of those today, right? Amen, church. And I also want to just honor Team Radiant. These are the volunteers that we have here. They work uh, week in and week out. Without Team Radiant, we don't have a church. We don't have services. We don't do what we do here. And over 300 people here volunteer on a regular basis to make this uh, machine move forward and bring God's kingdom here in our city as it is in heaven. Amen, church? I want to go ahead and celebrate our global impact. Take a look at that number on the right-hand side. We've given over $250,000 away that we've given over, and we're going to continue to be generous with our local and our global outreach here as a church. But here are some of the people that we support on a monthly basis. We partner with a Good Samaritan Rescue Mission to help the poor in our community. We partner with Youth for Christ, we, we help to support uh, evangelists and ministry workers who can help to reach some of our teens and young people in the Thumb area where there aren't many churches to choose from. We have young ministers who go out and do the work of an evangelist, do the work of a minister to take the gospel to uh, high schools and young people across the Thumb area. And then we also partner with Iglesia Radiente in Gua- Guadalajara, Mexico, and we, we help to support that church again 
every month, and we've been a huge contributor to what's going on there. And let me just tell you, there are people there being baptized, being saved in a, in a dangerous uh, a country, in a, in a place where drug lords rule. People are coming to Christ. And let me just thank you. Thank you for sowing into this so that we can see lives changed over there, you guys. It's making a huge impact. In fact, those of you who regularly give here, I'm so grateful that you've invested your finances here. You've invested to see God's kingdom come here in our city and across the globe. You know, you have no idea how your generosity is making a difference. In fact, you won't know until that day you meet Jesus face to face and perhaps you meet someone who says to you, thank you. Thank you for your investment at Radiant Church in Bay City. Because of you, I came to the Lord. Man, I want to just say that your giving is having a tremendous impact here. We've partnered with ARC, or ARC. This stands for Association of Related Churches. We've helped to plant over 900 churches in just the last decade or so. It's been incredible, or past five and a half years, rather. And then we also partner with Christ for India, and that, that ministry is reaching Thousands and thousands of people were rescuing children from the streets and supporting orphanages. We're doing all types of work to help women and, 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 and people come to the Lord and really just be established in him with schools and orphanages and the work there that God has. So again, thank you so much because your giving is making such a tremendous impact here and around the globe. Let me give you a, a brief timeline so we can celebrate some of the things that we've done or that we've seen here at Radiant Church. I want you to look at Easter 2022, if you would, for a moment. That was a game changer, actually. Over 600 people were here in just two services. Why is that such a monumental moment? I'll tell you why. After that Sunday morning, the, the week after that, in fact, the Holy Spirit began to speak to me and say this, Marco, I want you to get ready for what I want to do in the future. And I said to, to the Lord, are you sure? As if he needs reassuring, right? <laughs> he said it again, I want you to get ready right now for what I want to do in the future. And so I asked Troy, one of our elders, what do you think? Do you think I'm crazy? He says, I got a shovel. Let's dig right now. <laughs> I said, okay, I know where you stand. I asked one of my overseers, Pastor Michael Popenhagen from Jackson, Michigan, lead this past, and they're just a, a few years uh, uh, older than us, but this past Easter, they reached over 1,500 people, and they started with 100 people just three years before us. Mike is one of my coaches, mentors. He's a, one of my pastors, and he said to me, what are your numbers there? What, what, what's going on? Give me your giving. Give me your attendance. What, what, what's everything look like? And I gave it all to him. He said to me this, yes, you, I think it would be wise for you to get ready right now for what I think God wants to do in the future. So he said to me, I'm going to give you a contact number of an architect, and I want you to call him, and I want you to establish a relationship with him, and I want you to have him come to Bay City and just take a look at what you have and maybe what you're dreaming of dreaming of. So last May, none of you knew this. There's only a few of you who knew this. Last May, an architect named Jim came to visit us here at Radiant Church, and we began to dream and plan and envision. And from that point on, me and him began to draw pictures, and I would go to the elders, and I would go to my overseers, and we would begin to dream 
about what was happening here at Radiant Church and what would things look like if we thought about expanding. And so I want, to know, I want you to know this story because this is not something Pastor Marco just thought of a couple of weeks ago. Rather, this is something months and months in the making. There have been hundreds and hundreds of hours invested in working and crying and praying and planning and preparing and dreaming to get us to this point where I'm ready, where we're ready as a team to go public with what the Lord has for us. And then we're going to fast forward to January of this year. Look at that number. Over 500 people, 560 people were here on an everyday average Sunday. No donuts. There was no baptisms, right? There was no free taquitos, okay? Because I know how y'all work in Bay City. You'll come out for the free donuts. You'll come out for some free taquitos and tacos. It's like, oh, oh the church is going to have a free meal. I'll be there, but you ain't going to come out no other Sunday of the year, okay? I realize that. But listen, can I just tell you that on that Sunday, and it's been this way now ever since, over 500 people have been coming in regular attendance, not for the donuts, not for the free coffee, not for what they can get, but for God's presence and his word. Come on, church. Take a look at our, our average kids every Sunday. Now, last October, 2022, we averaged 70 kids per Sunday here. We're averaging over 100 kids every single Sunday now. We had an, a, a record-breaking number of 116 kids here just a few weeks ago, you guys. Just astounding what the Lord is doing. And then, of course, Easter of this year, a few weeks ago, over 700 people here for three services Record-breaking numbers. Come on, someone. The Lord is up to something incredible what God is doing here. Now, I love growth, but here's what happens when you grow. Challenges happen. Challenges happen. So as we think about the challenges here at Radiant Church because of rapid growth, let me show you what our current challenges are. Number one, we're maxed out in our kid space. Maxed out, okay? We literally have no more room to put these kids in. Like, Pastor Sarah was like, I got to put a cap because kids are literally climbing on one top, top of each other. Nobody can learn about Jesus when you have 40 people in a room, in a small room. And I'm like, okay, we, we got to cap it out. So we're just trying to figure out, figure out okay, what are we, what, what's, what, how, how are we going to navigate this, right? We want to... We want to keep opening our doors. We want to keep welcoming in more children who don't know Jesus, who are lost in darkness in our city. But listen, we're running out of room. Our kids' area overlaps into our foyer. This is a problem. I'll tell you why this is a problem, because it's a compromise on the safety of our children. Now listen, when you go to a bigger church, maybe you've been to like a Hope Vale or um, like a CCC in Midland, there's normally a separate space for the kids than there is for the adults. Why is that? Because security purposes. That's why. You don't want just anyone going in there, looking through the windows and seeing who's that kid, right? It, it compromises the security of our children. And so listen, now we've got this overlap and, 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 and it's just overcrowding in our foyer. Parking is reaching full capacity, okay? You may have had some issues this morning. I've heard from many of you, okay? <laughs> nice complaints from church folk, okay? Hey, I can't find a place to park. I can't. Well, what's the solution? Here's the, here, you are. <laughs> You're the solution. Come on. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You are. But listen, we're running out of space to park people, you guys. And so we need more, uh, more room for cars. Inadequate office space. Um, 
my, me and my wife are the only ones who have true office space here. The rest of our staff just kind of throws their laptop anywhere to try to work, okay? We need more office space so that they can do the work of the ministry uh, during the week, okay? Lack of social space. We need more social space, okay? Why? Because the social space here, our current foyer, the foyer is the place where ministry happens at a church, you can listen to a message, and some of you all don't even listen. <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can worship with us, okay? And that's amazing, but can I tell you where transformation happens? You know what really happens? Conversations. It's not really through the message. I mean, you get something. My prayer is that you do get something, okay? But you know where change happens? Is when you say, you know what? My marriage is a mess, and I'm sick of trying to keep this a secret. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, let's talk. Let's sit down. You know what? I got laid off this week. What? Does anybody know? Not yet. Well, we should sit down. We should talk about this. We should pray with you. And then people kind of gather around you, and you start to do life with people. Change happens in community. That's where true change happens. It actually happens in circles, not in rows. In rows, you receive the word of God, and I pray that you do take it and apply it. But change really happens in conversation in circles with people. And then finally, approaching 75% capacity in our sanctuary. Just look around right now. Just take a look around. It's beyond 75% right now, okay? And can I just tell you, in first service, there was even more people here. Okay? We had to pull out extra seats. We're right. I mean, that 75% rule, what's the big deal about 75%, Pastor Marco? I still see some open seats. Well, the rule in churches and in theaters is this, is when a room is 75% full, it's full. Why is that? Because no one really wants to come in and worship where there's no room to breathe, right? Have you ever, um, maybe you saw Top Gun this past summer, and um, you, you rolled in, you got your 42-ounce Coke and your jumbo popcorn, you're just like, mm, mm, and you, you walk in the theater, and then you look up, you're like, oh, what? It's like you can't find an empty seat. You look at your spouse, I told you we should have left early. Why did you had to keep doing your hair? No one's going to see you in the theater, right? And so you're, you're yelling at each other. You're having a fight right there in the middle of holding your giant popcorn and 48-ounce Coke or whatever it is. Right, And the idea is, is that, listen, no one really wants to walk into a crowded room. So when you come into a church and you get there just a few minutes late, everybody's up. They're like worshiping. The hands are in the air. And you walk in, you're like, whoa. If you're new, you're like, Ada, you know what? It's too crowded here. I'm out. And you just like, you know, you turn away and you walk away. And people have done that. And if that happens, listen, that's our fault. Like that's, that's on us. We got to help people find a seat. We got to be welcoming. We got to say, no, no, there's room. We'll make room. We'll figure it out. We might have to have some chairs on stage for a few months, but we're going to figure this thing out, okay? And so, listen, we're running out of space here in our sanctuary as well, and that um, is becoming an issue. So what are our options then? What can we do? Well, these are things that we've considered, and, and let me just tell you, we've considered many things, many things we've considered over the last you know, 10 to 12 months. Here are just a few options. Well, we could wait and see what happens. Well, that's not being a good steward with what God's given us here, okay? That's just not a good option for stewarding what God has given us. We could add more services, Pastor Marco. Have you ever thought about a Wednesday night service, a Friday night service, a Saturday night service? Yeah, of course I have. But you know what that takes? People to serve. And here's what happens. 
The same people that recommend a Friday night service won't come to the Friday night service to serve. <laughs> and so listen, I love y'all. I'm just being real with you, okay? Just being real, okay? There's a, there's a, there's a allotted time on a Sunday morning that people will attend church services, okay? And when you're outside of that window, guess what? It decreases greatly, okay? It decreases greatly. Now, can we add another service? Yes, we can, okay? We can, and we will. We may have to, okay? We may indeed have to. But I want you to know that at some point, it really does tax out the volunteers and the worship, the, the worship team, those who come and serve, the, the, the staff, and they just begin to be like, they're here for nine hours on Sunday morning, you know, from 6 a.m. to 3 p.m., and it's just exhausting, okay? So at some point, it does begin to tax or overtax our staff and volunteers. Can we buy a new building? Well, we, don't, we, we really don't have to because we're sitting on 12 acres, okay? So here's the, here's the reality. When we first got this building, I knew in my heart of hearts we were going to expand, I didn't know when, but my wife and I, my bride, we would dream and we would say, babe, hey, you know what, in five or ten years, oh, that's good. I know we're going to build out that way. I can, I can see that over there. It's gonna be, we're going to build this way. We had, we had dreams in our hearts, but we were like five or ten years, you know what I'm saying? And so it's two years in and we're like, okay, we didn't expect it to happen this soon, okay? Okay, God, wow. So we always knew it was going to happen, but we didn't think it was going to happen this soon. Can we launch another campus? Can I just tell you, that's, that's in my heart, but not right now. You know what I want? I want to own some property downtown, and I want to have a space for prayer and worship in downtown Bay City, a town, a place <laughs> devoted, dedicated to worship and prayer, okay? We're not there yet, okay? We're not there yet, but guess what? It's coming. That day will come. I feel like the Lord is just saying, hey, first things first, okay? Let's, let's put work here, and then we're going to expand uh, outward later on down the road. But that's in my heart, you guys. That truly is in my heart. So as we, listen, as we launch into this campaign, this building initiative, we're calling it For Future Generations. And that comes actually from Psalm chapter 22. Now, before I read that for you, I, I want to just let you know something, that Psalm 22 is a messianic prophetic psalm. What does that mean? I don't know what that means, Pastor Marco. That means this. It's a psalm that was written hundreds of years before Jesus came, predicting what would happen to Jesus on the cross. In fact, if you look at that psalm, you can open up your Bibles if you want, go to verse number one, and it begins with the famous words of Jesus on the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's a prophetic messianic psalm predicting that this man, this God-man, Jesus Christ, would come and be crucified by the Romans and give his life. He would take the punishment of sin in our place. You and I deserve the cross. You and I deserved hell. But Jesus came to set the captives free so that those who trust in Jesus, no longer trusting in their own works, no longer trusting in their own morality, no longer trusting in their own ability to be a good person, but trust now in Jesus, would be saved. And at the end of the psalm, which is what you see behind me, it's a declaration that says, because of the good news of Jesus Christ, guess who will hear about this good news? Future generations. My children your children, their children, right, will hear about the good news. So here's how it ends in the New Living Translation. It says this, our children, it says, will also serve him. Amen, church? 
Future generations will hear about the wonders of the Lord. His righteous acts will be told to those not yet born. They will hear about everything he has done. Your little ones, maybe they, they, they're not able to understand what's going on here right now. But one day your little ones are going to say, my daddy, my mommy grew up in a church where the Holy Spirit was evident. He changed lives. And what started with just a few has become now hundreds and thousands of people. And they'll speak, listen, they'll speak of the good news of what God has done in our city and in our region, church, for future generations. So what is our plan moving forward? Here's our plan. I'm going to lay it out for you, and don't worry, you don't have to memorize this. It's all in print format for you as you leave today. It will also be, it's also right now on our website, radiantbc.com forward slash future. You can click on it. There's, you can watch that film that we just watched this morning. All the details in here and much more will be in there for you, okay? But here's our plan. We're going to build a, five, a brand new 500-seat sanctuary. Where's that going to be, Pastor Marco? Right in front of us. Okay? More people. Uh-oh. Okay. D7S3. We need you, okay? We need you. <laughs> D7S3, okay. All right. So we want more people to experience the presence of God on a weekly basis. Amen, church? Hey, we need to increase our children's space. That's a big issue here. Non-negotiable. We have to increase our space here, you guys, for our kids. Our kids are, uh, they're the future, they're the now, and we need to make more room for them, okay? We're going to build a children's ministry resource room. Simply, it's just a room to check in for volunteers who do ministry here. For them to gather, to pray, to prep for that Sunday morning, okay? We're going to increase our foyer area. Guess what? Right here, the area that you're sitting in is the future foyer right here, this area right here, okay? So much bigger, much bigger of a space for people to gather, to pray. Guess what? To have those Cinnabons that you love, okay? Because guess what? We, always, we never have leftovers of those, Okay? We're like, we ran out. Last week, someone came up to me. Pastor Marco, don't announce Cinnabons after service. We're all out. I'm like, all right. All right. Okay. The church has spoken, okay? They love the Cinnabons, all right? <laughs> but listen, I don't want to kick anybody out too early. I want to provide a place that you can gather, you can pray, you can hang out. And guess what? You can talk about your life. You can be real with someone. You can be vulnerable. You know what? My life sucks right now. You know what? I'm an addict. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm broken. I'm, I, 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 you know, I've got all these problems. I need Jesus, but I, I need some help from others. Can someone pray for me? Can someone come alongside of me? I, I don't have the answers. I don't have custody of my kids right now. I made a lot of mistakes when I was younger, and I, I'm trying to get them back. And right, all these conversations that happen in ministry around circles. Okay, so we got to increase our foyer area. We're going to add more parking. Someone say praise God for that. Right, that's right. <laughs> And then we're going to build a brand new office wing to the north over in that way that will hold uh, several offices and a space for our staff, our growing staff, I might add, to work uh, during the week. So these are um, all the things that we want to do. What would that look like, Pastor Marco? Well, that's a great question, so let me show you. Okay? This is what the architect, after uh, 485 drawings, all right? (laughs) All right. I want you to notice that everything in gold is the existing space. 
I heard, wow, I like that reaction. Wow. So notice the pink. That is the sanctuary that goes out forward towards North Euclid Avenue. And don't worry, we have plenty of room, okay? We have plenty of room to build out that way. And it's going to be kind of wide as well. It's going to seat 500 people, okay? And we believe that in the Lord's timing, we will fill it. We will fill it, okay? We will fill it, yeah. So you'll notice to the north, a new office area, and then also to the south, two brand new classrooms. They're going to go right behind us right there. We're going to go out this way a little bit. Two new classrooms, an extended hallway, and then we're going to create a, a kids' check-in and a separation from the kids to the rest of the people, guys, so we can have safe spots, safe spaces for our children so that we can worship. Parents can worship knowing that there is someone by those doors or security by, those, uh, that, by that area for increased uh, security for our children to keep them safe, okay? So that uh, we're adding about 13,500 square feet here at Radiant Church, okay? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let me give you a few other renditions. These are just from the architect, so you can take a look. All right, so there's uh, the rear and the west side view, and that's Pastor Jacob's white truck made it into the, the renderings there, okay? <laughs> and so uh, um, you can see the two new additional classrooms there, uh, plus a new entrance that we'll build. And then towards the front, you'll see the new sanctuary. I'll give you another view here. Okay. This is the front of the building. Again, not exactly what it will look like, but it gives you an idea of what, uh, what, what the potential will be. And then to the north, you can see that whole brand new administration wing there with new offices for our staff that will allow them to work. Well, what, what will this take, you're asking? Great question. Let me break that down for you. Here's what it'll take. In phase number one, this is about $2.8 to $3 million, okay? And that is the addition of our worship space, Kids' rooms or offices, 60 new parking spaces. It's a total of 13,500 square feet, okay? That's phase number one. Phase number two is all the areas that are existing are going to be renovated. So this will be renovated into a brand new foyer. And then our current foyer, we're actually going to create two more classrooms there, Okay, so we're going to renovate that area. We're going to have a total of eight classrooms now for our children, okay? So it's expanding. It's growing as well. And then our giving period is this. We're going to have a giving period starting next month at the end of May. And what I'm going to ask the church, what I'm going to ask you to do is begin to pray about what you would give for the next 24 months, either on a weekly basis or it could be a monthly basis. That'll be up to you. For the next 24 months above and beyond the tithe. The tithe is the 10%. Okay? The tithe is the 10%. Now, if you're not invested yet as a tither, let me just be bold and say, what are you waiting for? This is your home. You get all the resources here. Your kids get all the free stuff we can possibly give them. Become invested. Now's the time. Jesus is coming back. And listen, he's coming back. He's returning. Listen, and the stuff that we're trying to save for, some of that stuff, I get it. But listen, some of it's just futile. It'll, be, it'll, it'll burn up anyways. It's just going to burn up. Be invested in the kingdom of God. Watch how your life will be changed financially. And watch how you'll be a blessing to a whole lot of people, okay? So I want you to be invested here at Radiant Church. It's not a rebuke, but it is, it is a challenge to you. Now, some of us, let me just be blunt, some of us don't want to do this because there's a poverty mindset in Bay City. And what is a poverty mindset? A poverty mindset looks like this. There won't be enough for me. That's what a poverty mindset believes. That's what a poverty mindset says. And there is enough 
But you have to begin to sow a seed. You got to begin sowing. Some people want to reap a blessing without sowing. It doesn't work that way, you guys. You have a seed and it's in your pocket. And for some of you, I love you, but it, it stays in your pocket. It stays in your pocket. Well, you can't be blessed when you're, not, when you're not sowing that seed. You know what I mean? When you sow the seed, then God has the permission to come in and say, Ah, now I see your faith and I'll meet you where you're at. So often we just want God to, do, to move first and then we'll move. And God says, Nah, uh, 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 uh. Now, first your faith and then your action. And then I'll move and show you my faithfulness. Amen, church? That's the way that biblical faith works, okay? Now, what does that look like for our church? Well, we partnered with, a, with an organization known as Enjoy. Enjoy was founded by John Maxwell. And John Maxwell, you might know him. He's pretty famous. He's written like 50, 60 leadership books, okay? Enjoy has helped thousands of churches in this country raised billions of dollars for the kingdom of God. So enjoy. We partnered with them, and I have a personal coach, and they uh, have helped us to put together a team here. And, um, man, they've just been a blessing to us. But what we've done is we've given them our last three years of financials, all of our numbers, our giving, attendance. They took those numbers, and they put them in a complex set of algorithms. And they determined, they sort of punched out 15, 20, 20 pages of data for us. Where we're at, who's giving, who's not giving, where, what's, our, what's, our, what's our potential, who's, who's walking away, who's coming on board. I mean, they gave us just 20 pages of just raw data to show us. And they've come to the conclusion that our church, our size, we can pull this off, okay? This can happen, okay? This can happen. Here's what they estimated over 24 months. That over 24 months, on the low end, we can bring in $300,000. And that would, that would resemble, listen, sacrificial giving. On, on the mid end, we'd, we'd bring in $450,000. On a high end, we would bring in $600,000. Now, I would love it to make the goal $300,000, but that's just not enough. Our goal needs to be actually six hundred dollars and beyond for us to begin to break ground and see this thing come to fruition. So our goal... It's going to be $600,000, okay? And it's going to allow us to begin phase one. And my prayer is that we'll get above and beyond that, actually. Can I be honest with you? I'm praying for a million dollars to come in this year. For the kingdom of God. For the kingdom of God. I'm praying for a million dollars for the kingdom of God this year. I'm asking the Lord, Lord, would you give me a million dollars so we can invest here in this house, to our city. We'll continue to do ministry just as just as much as we've been doing it, okay? But I'm asking him for a million dollars that we might begin phase one, that we could break ground as soon as September. Wouldn't that be amazing? Gosh, that would be amazing. Pastor Marco, when are we breaking ground? I don't know. We're going to move at the pace of the generosity of the church. Could be in a few months, could be in two years. And then after that, it's what, nine, nine to 12 more months of building, okay? So we're getting ready for, well, what are we going to do in the meantime? I don't know. We'll add another service. We'll put some chairs all the way to the front. We'll, we'll figure something out. Okay? I don't know, okay? I'm called to lead the church in faith, okay? That's what I'm called to do. And I want to I just challenge you this morning to follow along in a posture of faith. So what are you called to do? Let me, let me give you some challenges right now, okay? Three things that I want you to begin to do. Number one, I want you to begin to pray. Pray that this becomes a reality, Pray that this becomes a reality. Number two, 
participate. And I want you to participate. I want everyone to participate, especially if you call this your home. Okay, is it, if this is your home, if this is where you get fed, if this is where your family is taken care of, why wouldn't you be invested here? You'd want to be invested here. I would think so anyways, right? You'd want to give and you want to sacrifice. But begin to ask or be, but participate. In the, in the, and when we begin this, I want you to, to be a part of this. Let's do it as a church, okay? And number three, ask. Ask the Lord what is that number that you would give. Here's what I believe. The tithe or the, the 10%, I believe in, with all my conviction, that belongs to God. And when we take from God, we're robbing from him, okay? And scripture says that actually. That belongs to him. Above and beyond that is what you and the Lord decide, okay? So go home, begin to pray, ask the Lord. And not just a number that you feel comfortable with. We're like, okay, I, 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 I could probably give an extra, you know, $100 a month, $200 a month, $300 a month. No, really listen to the Lord because so often the Lord will give you a number that's higher than the number you come up with, okay? That's what I've discovered with my wife and I. We have a number, and then my wife has a higher number, and I'm like, crap, that's the number, isn't it? She's like, yeah, and I'm like, I had a feeling it was, and the Holy Spirit resonates with that. It's like, okay, that's what we got to give, babe. So we, we're going to begin praying as well, what we're going to sacrifice as well to go to this. But I want you to begin to do those three things, and then we believe that, listen, with all of our heart, this will become a reality. This will come to fruition. So let me give you some final instructions as we wrap up here, and we're going to sing one more worship song, okay? On your way out, there's a brochure. And I want you to take that brochure. It has everything that we talked about and more, okay? At 1 o'clock today, we're going to debut that film. Share that film that you, that you just saw and let people know the good things that are happening at Radiant Church, okay? So you're going to take that brochure. And then next week, we're going to begin a spiritual journey, a four-week message series entitled For Future Generations, okay? For Future Generations. And we're going to talk about themes like faith, obedience, courage, generosity, and sacrifice, okay? Now, listen, it's going to apply to you in a personal way. It's not all going to be about money, so just relax, okay? It's not just going to be about money because I know some of you get bent out of shape when it comes to that, okay? But it will also pertain to us corporately to what we're being called to as a church. Here's what I know for sure. The Lord told me the whole church has to go on this journey. That's what the Lord made very clear to me. I feel that the elders feel the same way. The entire church has to go through this journey for what God wants to do for future generations. And so, listen, we're going to sing one more song together. We're going to praise and worship him today. But I want to give you one more date. I almost forgot this. It'll be in your packet. It'll be in your brochure. On May 21st, Sunday, May 21st, we're going to wrap up that sermon series. And together, we're going to make a commitment. You're going to fill out a commitment form of what you would commit to for the next 24 months. And then you're going to bring a first fruits offering, okay? So you're going to bring the best of what you can bring. So maybe that's $1,000, maybe that's five grand. I don't know, whatever that is for you. I don't know. That's between you and the Lord. You're going to bring a, your, your best offering on that day that will go towards the whole number of what you will give for 24 months, okay? So come ready on that day. We'll get you ready for that day. But I wanted to let you know May 21st is when we will make a commitment together. Listen, I believe that God wants to do a miracle not only in the church corporately, but I believe that God wants to do many, many miracles uh, individually in your lives. As you begin to obey the Lord, 
as you begin to follow him. For some of you, you'll begin tithing for the very first time. It's going to change your life. I can't wait for the testimonies. It's going to transform your life. For some of you, you're, you're only given a few bucks here and there, and the Lord's going to convict you to begin to invest here, right, to your body, to what's happening, to the, to the people in, in Guadalajara, Mexico, to the people in India. God's going to say, I want you to begin investing in that, okay? Some of you, he's going to repair marriages. He's going to bring financial blessing for some of you. He's going to set some of you free from your addiction to pornography or your addiction to drugs or an alcoholic substance. He's going to do a miraculous work in you individually. I just know that. And now I think corporately, God's also going to do a great work in and through us for future generations. Church, I hope that your heart is being stirred up with faith right now. I hope that you'll have eyes to see the vision that God is calling us as a body to walk into so that we might see his kingdom come here in our city as it is in heaven. Amen, church. And let's pray together. Father, we love you. We thank you so much. And we know, God, there's a miracle in the works. And so we just say yes and amen to what you have for us individually and also corporately. Lord, draw those who are far from you Draw them near to you today, those who are far from you. Do a miracle right here and right now. God, we believe it. We're expecting it, God, and we just want to walk in obedience to what you have for us. Lord, we love you. Our hands are open, and our hearts are surrendered to the purposes of God here at Radiant. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand up. Let's worship.